Welcome to CBJ in 30, the official podcast of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Here's Bob McElligot. Well, it's another Monday mailbag edition of CBJ in 30. It's also a game day edition as the Blue Jackets are set to take on the New York Rangers tonight at Nationwide Arena and an opportunity for the Blue Jackets to do something they haven't done in quite some time, and that is win back-to-back games. Blue Jackets were finally able to snap their 10-game road losing streak on Saturday. They did it in Detroit. It was a 4-3 win over the Red Wings. It was a close game that wasn't such a close game, especially early on. The Blue Jackets scored three times in the first period, added one early in the second. Patrick Laine had a hat trick in the game and the Blue Jackets had a 4 to nothing lead all but evaporate in the third period, but it didn't go all the way away, and they win the game. So that's the bottom line, finding a way to get a win. Blue Jackets were able to welcome back Boone Jenner to the lineup on Saturday. Eric Robinson also came back into the lineup for the Blue Jackets, but having Jenner back, it just makes a huge difference. It's just, it's just what they were missing. It is their spark plug, their captain, their rudder, if you will. I mean, he guides what goes on here, Boone does. And the energy that he brings right back to the lineup, uh, they they used it perfectly on Saturday night uh, to help them to get that win. So Boone is back. Everybody's the same tonight. Same lineup tonight as played on Saturday, which means a Cole Cylinder once again is a healthy scratch for the Blue Jackets. I don't know how you feel about that. If you want to let me know, you can do it. Uh, You can get your questions to me right now in one of two ways. You can either just uh, send me a tweet at Bobby Mac Sports, or if you're with me live on Twitter Spaces right now, you can request to be a speaker, and I will go ahead and bring you on, and you can ask your question like that. So uh, Jenner and Robinson back in the mix for the Blue Jackets tonight. Elvis, once again, will make the start in net. And uh, Elvis had a good game. On Saturday, he did. Even when the wheels were starting to fall off the cart, he made sure that he kept the same attitude, he kept the the same high level of play, and he didn't let it get away. So that was a a big credit to him for finding a way to get that win on Saturday. So again, all was good on that night. This is another night. This is a night where the Blue Jackets are going to take on a team that stubbed their toe last night. The Rangers uh, lost to the Montreal Canadiens. They weren't able to score but one goal in that game. They lost 2-1. to one. And I'm sure that they're not happy about that. But they also know they've been playing well as of late. They're 13-3-2 in their last 18 games. So they, uh, they've been on a bit of a roll. And they will be trying to get rolling once again tonight against the Blue Jackets here at Nationwide Arena. And it'll be interesting to see who prevails in that. And this is the beginning of a really busy week. I mean, this is going to be a a no-rest-for-the-weary kind of week for the Blue Jackets. This will be the second game in three days. Uh, The game against Nashville that was scheduled for November 26th that got postponed because of the water main break in Bridgestone Arena got rescheduled for tomorrow. So the Blue Jackets will play this one tonight. They'll go to Nashville and play tomorrow. They'll come right back home after that game. You've got the... um, Who's in here? Anaheim is in here on Thursday, and then you've got uh, the San Jose Sharks in here on Saturday, and as soon as that game's over, you've got to get back on the plane and head out to Western Canada to play your Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle stretch. 
So uh, this is um, this is good. It's going to be busy. It's going to be busy right up until the All Star break, and it's going to be busy coming out of the All Star break for the Blue Jackets. So uh, a lot of tests are coming down the line. There's no doubt about that. Um, and we're going to see, in many ways, you get to see what this team is is made of, and if they've been able to if they've been able to correct to correct any of the problems that they've had so far this year. So, all right, let me get to uh, some of the things that you have to say. Like I said, you can either send me a tweet at Bobby Mac sports, or you can um, just go ahead and request to be a speaker on Twitter spaces. And I'll bring you on and we can chat. Uh, Jody has something here, not a question, but just an observation. She says, as much as Eric Robinson doesn't have the offensive goals again, this season, when he came back from his injury, it was apparent that he is great on the penalty kill and that he was missed in that role. There's no question that he has become a very good penalty killer on this team. And when you talk about his overall numbers, uh, Robinson, in the 35 games that he's played this year, he's got just 10 points. He has three goals and seven assists. I, I always think that his numbers should be higher than that. He has such potential. He's got the speed. We always talk about his speed because it's very apparent uh, how quickly he gets up and down the ice. Um his shooting is erratic at times. Uh, there are times that he can miss the net and just crack it off the glass. There are times that he can hit the goaltender right in the middle of the chest. Uh, and then there are the other times when he's finding the back of the net. So the inconsistency is within the actual scoring of the goals themselves. But, um, you know, playing with speed, I think he does a much better job now of uh, finishing his checks I think that in past years, he would get to a point and, and maybe kind of pull up. And I think now he just does a better job overall. And I think playing with Sean Corrali, um, which he's actually not doing right now, but playing with Corrali has helped him uh, tremendously. As I've talked about Sean ever since he got here as a free agent prior to last season, he just makes the guys that he plays with better. And there's there's no other way to put it. There's, there's not a need to find another way to put it. Uh, he just makes those guys better. And everything that uh, everything that he does, and everything he brings to the table, and I think the guy that's going through that right now is Liam Foodie, benefiting from uh, Sean Corrali and and the way he plays, playing with Corrali and Olivier. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think uh, I think Eric is he's got a role on this team. There's no doubt he's got a role on this team, and and he's important in that role. And um, yeah, just be nice to see him get more goals. But there's there's a lot of guys saying the same thing. You know, speaking of foodie, while I'm on that subject, I happen to be there anyway. Uh, I had a chance to catch up with him earlier today after the morning skate and uh, just talk with him a little bit about uh, where his game is right now and, you know, how he's feeling. And uh, so this is. Here's a conversation I had with Liam Foodie earlier today. Are you settled in on your line there? You look pretty comfortable. It looks like you're, you're generating more chances right now. Just how happy are you with your game? Uh, yeah, we've been played like five, six games together now, and uh, each game we've had some good minutes and uh, been out there late in games showing that Lars has some trust in our line, so it's been nice, and I'm, I'm pretty happy of how things are starting to turn around and starting to get more chemistry going with certain guys. Is it easy to play with straight line players? Uh, yeah, I think we all have a similar game. We know our role has to be out there, so I think we're doing it well and we're gelling well together. i, I got to ask you, because you've come so close to getting a goal here in, in the last couple of games, how frustrating does it get for you? Because that, that goose egg is still sitting there. I know you want to get rid of it. Uh, yeah, I try not to think about it too much. I know um, last few games, chances are coming. As long as the chances are coming, I know eventually it's going to go in. Uh, can't be a zero forever, hopefully. 
So uh, uh, hopefully I can break that soon. This guy's trying to feed it to you a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I think everyone knows that uh, it'd be nice to get that off my back. So hopefully it comes soon. Yeah, hopefully it does come soon. And I forget, I forget what game it was. Was it, uh, I don't know if it was the Red Wings game the other night or maybe it was uh, the previous game where there was a puck that was like lying there and the, the net was open and he was standing very close to it. But by the time he got his stick on the puck, the goaltender had regained his position and and took away the scoring chance. So, um, you know, you feel for him. You really do because it, it's there. It's close. And you know it's coming. But it, but he just hasn't been able to uh, to get you, or he hasn't been able to uh, to get that uh, going so far. So, uh, hopefully that is coming for Liam Foody here in the very near future. Andrew has a question. Andrew says, do you think that Gus Nyquist or Vladislav Gavrikov will be dealt before the trade deadline. I would say uh, of everybody on this team, those two guys are most likely to be dealt uh, for the fact that they are both uh, going to be unrestricted free agents. Uh, There doesn't seem to be anything going on in the way of uh, getting contracts done for either one of those guys right now. So if that continues that way, they would be tradable guys before the deadline. Uh, Gavrikov's going to help somebody tremendously in the playoffs. Uh, He can be a top four defenseman. And the kind of game that he plays is going to benefit somebody. And I think the Blue Jackets can benefit from that too because they should be able to get a high draft pick. You know, it's easy to say if you got a first-round pick for David Savard, you should be able to do the same for Vladislav Gavrikov. That's easy to say, and I believe that is the case, and it should be true. But even with that being said, nothing is a guarantee. So uh, I, I think you have a chance to fetch a high price. For him, I think he's a valuable asset that teams are very much going to want to put on their roster, uh, a playoff team, that is. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. Gus Nyquist is just a solid veteran, steady guy who can play in any role that you put him in. Again, we're talking about playoff teams, and they're looking for character, and they're looking for versatile players. If you're going to the playoffs, you know, you more than likely have your big goal scorers are already. You're just looking to fortify. You're looking to create a little bit of depth. And Gus would give you that depth because he can play from the top line to the fourth line. Always knows what his role is. Always knows what he has to do. He's a penalty killer now, which he wasn't when he came here a couple of years ago. That was something John Tortorella did for his game. He started to work him on the penalty kill. He's become very good at that. He's a power play guy. He can do it all. So, Again, I don't know if you get the price for him that you're going to get for Gavrikov. I would say no because of his age, and but it depends. It depends on the situation that you get into and who needs what and what they're willing to give up to fill that need. But, um, yeah, those two guys, I would say you're asking me right now, I would say neither of them will be here when the deadline hits. Andy McLean says, good to see Boone Jenner back, heart and soul of this team. Also, Roslovic with Line A and Gaudreau, uh, they look good on Saturday. What do you think is different this time with that combination versus earlier in the season? Uh, I really don't know what's different uh, now, except for the fact that uh, Jack Roslovic is playing better. And and I talked with uh, Brad Larson today about that, as a matter of fact. I, I talked with him about you know, Roslovic being on that line and, and why it took so long, I guess, to put that combination together. Yeah, it's just, you know what, it's being responsible. You know, I'm never going to take away a skill set, but there's, there's there's some plays that you just, you don't, you can't make. 
and it could be time and score, it could be the situation, it could be the line you're playing against. You know, there's the, the, the really elite centers in this league, they, they really sense the danger. Uh, the time and score, the up a goal, down a goal, um, you know, they manage the game really well. And I think that's an area he can grow. Uh, I think he, he, when he does it, and I've seen, I've seen the long stretches where he does, and then you're going, whoa, that's the guy that, that you feel comfortable putting him out against uh, top lines, and because of his ability to hang on pucks and to skate out it, now you have the puck and you don't have to chase it around all night. So that's, that's where he can grow, and, I, and we've had plenty of conversations. He knows it, and I think he, he's, he's working really hard at it. So that's why it took Jack Roslovic so long to, to get on that line for Brad Larson. That, that's what he was looking to see from Jack, and... He saw it the other night. Now, what is the what is the challenge for Jack? Well, Jack's got to do it again. He's got to do it again tonight. And if he does it well tonight, he's got to do it again tomorrow. And then he's got to do it Thursday. And he's got to do it Saturday. But that's how he's going to stay there. The opportunity is there for him right now to stay there and be between Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau. Look, let's be honest about it. If it works like it worked on Saturday, then everybody's going to stay put. If it doesn't, then it's going to be something completely different. So we'll we'll have to see what gives and and see if it does continue to work out. All right, let me go to you on Twitter Spaces right now. Jason would like to be a part of the show. So Jason, go ahead and unmute and uh, let me know what is on your mind. Tell me what uh, what uh, question you have about the Blue Jackets. Hi, Jason. Hey, Bob. This is uh, Jason from the Sports Place. Um, you said earlier in the talk that, you know, the Blue Jackets have a relatively, you know, heavy schedule, you know, coming up, leading up into the uh, All-Star break and, um, you know, coming off of Patrick Lane's nice uh, hat trick the other night. How do you, uh, how do you know, how do you think the Blue Jackets, you know, bounce, you know, and build, build off of this, you know, and, um, you know, lead into the, into the All-Star break? Well, right now it's, uh, it's the first time. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate the, uh, the question. Um, Right now, it's the first time in a long time they're coming off uh, a win, and especially a road win. They had dropped 10 straight on the road before getting the win in Detroit the other night. So as Brad Larson said today when he talked to the regular media, he said um, you know, they had a chance to enjoy their day off yesterday. And when you're losing, those days off, they're there, but they're not as enjoyable as you may think because it's weighing on your mind all the time about you know what's going on. Why is this not working? Why is that not working? When are we going to win a game again? When are we going to put things together? When am I going to put my game together? When are we as a team going to put our game together? So um, they got to maybe have a little bit of uh, actual feel-good time yesterday, and um, and it's been a while since they've been able to do that. So how do they respond? They've got to do it again tonight against a, a very good New York Rangers team, and again, a team that last night did not do what they were expected to do. So they are looking to make amends here this evening, which is going to make them tougher to play against. But, you know, for the Blue Jackets, they, they've just got to they just gotta find that game that they played the other night, and, and they were playing it well. I think, if anything, they may have stepped off the gas a little bit in the third period of that game in Detroit, which is, is not the way to go about it. But, you know, Brad Larson even said after that game, he said, we were in a position where we haven't been all year. We are playing with a lead and a big lead at that time, and they just have not had that luxury throughout the course of this season. But, look, it's Jason, it's going to be tough sledding from here until the All-Star break. I'm not going to lie to you about it. Uh, this is a team that is still facing challenges with guys out of the lineup. Even though players are coming back now, they are, they're still you know, trying to find that cohesiveness as a team. And they're going to have to do it 
without much practice time. And, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Sometimes we make too much out of that not enough time to practice thing. You know, I think uh, there gets a, to be a point where players enjoy playing the game. They just want to play the game. And uh, I think that it's kind of where this team is right now. They want to play the games. They'll have plenty of opportunities to play the games uh, as we go along here leading up to the All-Star break. So how are they going to react to it? I, I don't know. There are plenty of challenges along the way. But I will tell you, if they can get if they can get themselves into a spot where they become they become more used to competing and winning. Because let's let's just again, let's be totally honest about it here. You know, you're going into these games and you want to win and you're trying to win, but in the back of your mind there's gotta be some of that oh, I don't know if we can win. Because that's what they've been going through forever here. So they just need to get a little bit of confidence in themselves. And again, it's going to be travel. They need to take advantage of that. They've not played well on the road this year, but I think they should embrace just getting the heck out of here and and going somewhere else. When they go on this Western Canada trip, as a matter of fact, I mean, they're going to start that trip immediately in Calgary, and that's a game that means something because that's Johnny Gaudreau's first return to Calgary as a non-flame. So He's going to want to win that game. They're going to want to win that game for him. Uh, then you're going to go to Edmonton. You're playing against Connor McDavid. That's always inspiration to want to be at your best. And then you go out to Vancouver, and they're a mess. So you want to play well there. And then you go to Seattle, which has been a up-and-coming team this year and is in the playoff race. There's something to play for every game. You just got to be able to to approach it the right way and, and channel it the right way is really what it is. So will they be able to do that? I don't know. Um, I know they're going to try. I know they're going to give it their effort, but, um, you know, is it going to work out? Are they going to stumble into the, from now into the all-star break? Are they going to go strong from now into the all-star break? I, I don't know. I, it's a wait and see thing with this group. It, it really is because there, there's so many, uh, there's so many unknowns. You could guess all you want to, but it would be just that it would be an absolute guess as to, um, as to how it's going to turn out. So uh, we'll have to wait and see and, the coaches will well. The coach always says this: it's one game at a time. And really, with that mindset, that's really how you have to look at it. And that includes starting tonight. Again, you've got you've got a challenge sitting in front of you tonight with the New York Rangers. Can you meet that challenge and overcome that challenge? I mean, this is a Rangers team that uh, I told you their record in the last eighteen games, but overall they're twenty four, thirteen, and seven. They've got fifty five points, and you know where they've played pretty well. On the road, they've got 13 road wins, uh, and they have points in 16 of 21 road games. So they they know how to go away from Madison Square Garden and get wins. And, and they do that because of the success that they had last year in the postseason. I mean, they really got a, a, a jump start on, on their rebuild, and they did it a couple years earlier, but now they're, they're getting into it. Uh, they're they're getting into the good parts of it right now. And last year, that playoff run that they had, uh, when they were able to came back, when they were able to come back and beat Pittsburgh, when it looked like they were going to be out in the first round, and all of a sudden, boom, they're able to come back and and beat Pittsburgh, and then it kind of skyrocketed them through the playoffs. And, and it, I, I will tell you this, it overhyped their expectations for this year, and that's why there's been criticism of them from time to time throughout the year because their expectations were so doggone high, but. You know, you just look at the players that they have, and you start start with Panarin. I mean, he's got 47 points. He uh, leads their team coming in here tonight. 
uh, in points. Zabinijad is right on his heels with 45 points. I mean, those are two guys that they expect a lot of big things from uh, when it comes to the offense. There are guys that are struggling. Uh, Alexei Lafreniere, who is a, a former first overall pick, he's been struggling this year. He was scratched a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but then again, you've got Capo Caco, who's a, a young guy that struggled most of last year and into the playoffs last year. But he's kind of turned it around, and, and he's playing much better. And I had a long conversation with Kenny Albert, who does radio for the New York Rangers, earlier today. And we were talking about those players in particular. Uh, and, and also, uh, Philip Heedle goes into this conversation, too. Young players that they come into the league at 18 years old, and, and they're hyped up, right? I mean, Lafreniere is a first overall pick. So in today's NHL, as a first overall pick, you are supposed to come in and transform a franchise immediately. That's the expectation. That's the way you get hyped. And it doesn't always work that way. You know, will it work that way with Connor Bedard next year coming out of this summer's draft? Well, maybe. And he certainly, the way he's playing right now in junior hockey and the way he played in the World Junior Tournament, it looks like he will be a guy that's going to be able to come out and be an immediate difference maker uh, right out of the gate. But it's it's not always that way. But will he be that guy? If he is that guy, I hope he's wearing red, white, and blue, and I hope it's here, uh, quite honestly. But it, But everybody gets hyped up the same way now. Like you're supposed to be that kind of player, and it just is not always that way. You know, it, it, sometimes it takes a couple of seasons for players to make the adjustment. And when I was talking with Kenny, he made a really good point today. When you look at guys like Lafreniere and Kako, you know, many times when you come in as those high draft picks, first overall, second overall, you come in and you join a team that, quite frankly, stinks. And you're going to get ice time immediately. And you're going to get opportunities right away. But in this case, they joined a team that already had Mika Zibanejad, uh, a team that already had Artemi Panarin, and the, the same opportunities weren't there. So they, you know, they're not getting as much power play time. They're not getting top line minutes. They're having to take small doses in minutes, and and it's taking them longer to develop because of that. Because you know, heaven forbid, you get sent back to junior hockey and wait another year. Uh, now your first overall pick. In many cases, teams feel it's better just to get those little increments and take your time developing in the NHL than sending you back. So it's just the way it is. It's just the, the game and the structure of the game today. But these guys are now starting to round into, you know, the neighborhood of 200 games in their career. And now all of a sudden things make more sense. Now all of a sudden you're a better player. So that's where that's where these guys are falling in right now. They didn't come in and, and join, uh, what, Lafreniere was, uh, he was the, the COVID year, right, when there was the, the lottery where, you know, they really jumped up to be able to get him. So, you know, they came in and they joined a good team, and it's it's uh, slowed down their progress a little bit. But they're getting there. They're now getting there. You know, you had a guy like Vincent Trocek uh, over the summer. He's been a good centerman no matter where he's played, and there's familiarity there with uh, Gerard Gallant, who's the head coach of the Rangers. He had Trocek when he was in Florida years before. So, you know, you insert a guy like that, and and he's not Dylan Strom, and Strom had a good relationship with Artemi Panarin, so there was a chemistry thing that had to be worked out between Trocek and Panarin, but now they've got all of that worked out. So, again, this is a strong squad, and I haven't even mentioned 
uh, Shesterkin, the goaltender, who, again, is having a good year. You know, I know a couple of weeks ago he was saying, I stink or whatever. He still has 20 wins. And his goals against is 2.43 coming into the game tonight. So if that's the definition of I stink, then a lot of goaltenders would like to stink like him. But uh, anyway, but it all goes back to that uh, whole one game at a time mentality for the Blue Jackets, and they've just got to approach it like that. My thing is I want to see what Patrick Laine is able to do, to do tonight to build off of what he did the other night. And I'll tell you, when he got three goals, I wanted to see him get five. And I thought he became a little bit unselfish. I thought he became too unselfish and tried to set up Roslovic a little bit too much, whereas he should have just kept on trying to score himself. Now, in my opinion, I would like to see him do that and really just rack up the goal totals. But what is he going to do tonight? Is he going to be able to be as effective tonight? Uh, are the Rangers going to key on him and take him out of this game? Uh, if they are keying on him, is he going to be able to uh, create the opportunities anyway, and finish on those opportunities. Will he and Johnny Gaudreau uh, start to build that, you know, I hate the word chemistry, but doggone it, I guess it's the best word to use. Or will they continue to play well together on the same line? And it's funny, you talk to both of them about it, and they're like, yeah, I think it's going pretty well. I, I think it's okay. But okay, I guess, is fair. It has been okay. Uh, has it been completely outstanding? No. Was it the other day? Yes. So can they make that happen again tonight against the Rangers? Um, you know, and, and I I want I want to see Patrick Line in particular just play hard. When he is when he's fully engaged, he is such a potential dominant player in a game. And you see it. I mean, and I think one of the best things that happens for Patrick Line is when he has success early in games, then he's really into it. Then he's really on it. And and I, I would like to see him have, if not a, an early goal tonight, I'd like to see him have a really good opportunity that gets him energized and sparked and and ready to go early in this one tonight because it's important. Uh, you're playing at home. You're playing against a hungry team that lost last night. It's a division team. It's a good team. It's a team that feels that they can win the Stanley Cup. It's a challenge. So uh, getting off to a good start, to me, is imperative in this game tonight against the New York Rangers. If the Blue Jackets can do that, they're going to be sitting in a, a much better position. And I know you can say that every single game. Like, they get off to the great start against the, the Red Wings, and and they use the first period momentum to win the game, quite frankly, right? They got the, the three goals early and then build it to four and then able to hold them off the rest of the way. But um, So you can say against any team, getting out to a good start early is important, but especially one like this, especially these teams that have Stanley Cup aspirations these teams that have gone through some difficult playoff series already because it even if you if you start chasing these kind of teams you're usually going to be chasing in vain and even if you do get out to the lead they're going to be coming after you so there's there's a lot of work to do when you're taking on teams of this caliber and the Blue Jackets will have their work cut out for them here tonight reverse retro nights only a couple of those left by the way so uh, the reverse retro jerseys the Blue Jackets will be wearing this evening. Game gets underway at 7 o'clock over at Nationwide Arena. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30, both on the Blue Jackets radio network. That's where you'll find me. And also, they'll start pre-game at 6.30 over on Bally Sports, Ohio. Blue Jackets and the Rangers head-to-head tonight. And this the rivalry has lost a little bit of its luster. I mean, you know, you go back to when 
The Blue Jackets traded Rick Nash to uh, the Rangers, and Brandon Dubinsky came back the other way, and there was, you know, th- those were fun games there for a couple of years, weren't they? They were really fun games for a couple of years uh, when when there was that uh, backstory to everything that was going on. Um, but these these will be fun, too. And, and believe it or not, this is only the second meeting of the year between these two. And the first one, the Blue Jackets got the win, and that was at Madison Square Garden. That's when Daniil Tarasov picked up his first NHL win. And the Blue Jackets handled the Rangers well that day, 5-1. to one. But uh, that was all the way back on the 23rd of October. Much has changed between then and now. So we'll see what the Blue Jackets have for the Rangers tonight. Once again, 7 o'clock over at Nationwide Arena is when it will get underway. So thanks, as always, for uh, being here as part of the show today. Thanks for your questions. And um, we'll look forward to tonight. First of many this week. First of four this week. The Blue Jackets and the New York Rangers tonight at Nashville against the Predators tomorrow. Uh, at home against Anaheim Thursday, at home against San Jose on Saturday. Busy week of hockey for the Blue Jackets, and I'm glad that you'll be with me for all of it. Until next time, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.